162 games of the baseball season and winter comes along just to end it. So the annual problem for a baseball fan is finding a good way to watch it. Like maybe going to the park or watching on TV or just catching the highlights. Watching Gary Sanchez strike out a hundred times or seeing Judge hit a bomb. Bang! Bogart's making plays, Rafi hitting nukes, or Barnes blowing a save. Arguing with your friend, making dumb bets, or complaining about your team again. As you can tell, there's a whole lot of stuff to hear before winter comes again. Come on, y'all. So chill with us, cause Gamby and Beal are gonna say it all. So chill with us, cause Gamby and Beal are gonna say it all. Manfred! Gamby and Beal are making a podcast. Hello and welcome back to another special episode of the Yankees Box Off Podcast. I know every episode is special um, and I know every one of these openings, I say say it a little bit differently, but I am Andrew Gambardella, one of your hosts, the resident Yankees fan and always bringing the heat um, and bringing more stats and I'm more of a uh, opinions person, but I, I bring stats as well and facts, um, but Beal, you are a more weathered and genius baseball fan. Matt Beal, are you ready to talk about the greatest closers of all time today in this segment? Yeah, I love this segment because this is this is where you really overlap, uh, you know, statistics and analytics versus like feel of the game. And I think a closer epitomizes that in baseball, at least and really any sport, because you cannot value what clutch is with a stat you just can't like you could look at what they do in the clutch but like that isn't that isn't what it's all about so so closers are fun for me because that's where you need to look at a sport from multiple angles yeah i i agree with you totally now this to make this clear to our listeners this segment is about closers in all sports closers in all aspects of life now there's everyday people that go out there and, and are probably the best closers of all time there's detectives that are incredible. There's lawyers that are incredible. There's wingmen. Fa- yes, there's wingmen. There's at a bar. <laughs> Wing women. Yeah, there. There's closers. There's great WWE wrestlers who are undefeated all time. There's closers in every aspect of life. The hot dog salesman around your corner. He's a closer. <laughs> he knows how to sell you that hot dog. Yeah, he does. And get, and get you that extra dollars worth Especially- of. Uh, onions any quarter in new york city onions (laughs) i don't know what kind of water they're using for those hot dogs but they taste so good and i know they're so bad for you but they sell me every time definitely go into the city definitely uh but without further ado that's where it gets the flavor 
we're going to go mano a mano here, um, come up with a list of closers. Do you want to do a number association game to see who goes first? Uh, let's do it. All right. I'm thinking of a number between one and two. What number uh, am I thinking of? Oh boy, you're thinking two. Yeah, I am. Do you want to go movie. first or second? Sure, I'll go first. Okay. Do you want to do a snake draft or just one by one? I think one by one's fine for this. I, I don't I don't think we'll be stealing each other's picks too often. I don't think so. Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine so. All right. Um, we'll we'll just go mano in mano. Who are you taking as the first overall pick? Best closer of all time. You see, I, I feel like I could go multiple ways with this one. Um but and it pains me to say it, but when you think closer, it, it's Mo. It, Mariano Rivera, best closer of all time in baseball. Probably the most important uh, clutch moment that you could be a part of in most sports. I mean, NBA rarely comes down to you having about the same points. Or I mean, basketball in general rarely comes down to it because you're scoring so much. But in baseball, low scoring game. Uh, there's always games that come down to the wire. There's always ninth inning games and to have someone who could do it in the playoffs as well as the regular season and just consistently get saves, even though sometimes he ran into issues against uh, the Boston Red Sox because it just couldn't pitch against them. But like, you know, regardless oh of God. that, regardless of that best closer of all time in the sport where it's probably most important to have a closer like that. I, I have to go Mo. Yes, he leads the the MLB in all time saves with six hundred and eight. And Yankee, I don't you think knew it's I, even close. Um, I think Hoffman also Hoffman. has. Yeah, I would yeah, say it's... Hoffman. I honestly almost went Melanson with this one just because the three World Series that he was a part of. But I, it's just you can't go any closer in the MLB right. over Mo. You can't like, yep. it's just, I, and I would love to have gone Hoffman as well, but like, I, I can't pick a baseball player before Mo if we're talking about closers. I just don't think it's fair. And I wanted to as a Red Sox fan, but I could not, I, I didn't think that that was doing justice to my baseball roots. I, I agree with that. And, pick totally. and we're a non-biased Him? podcast here. So. Yeah, we, we are very much biased, but I'm glad <laughs> that you put that aside for that selection because he did. should be the number one overall pick. I will put my biases aside for him and Jeter, also, but that's it. Any other uh, Yankee? They're also, his walk-up music, Enter Sandman, legendary. I, I think sweet. that, that goes sweet. into the intimidation factor. Yeah. Number two overall of this closers draft um, – I'm going not with with a baseball player. I obviously would have gone with Mo, but I, I'm going Sorry with where you think I'm going. I'm going with Michael Jordan here. Yeah. Now, he is the real 23. If you want stats, he's the all-time leader in, in postseason scoring, player efficiency rating in the playoffs, and win shares in the playoffs um, of all time. He's got the most – Clutch, and I have a I have a poster. I had a poster of this in college. The shot he he literally has a game winning shot in Game Six of the Finals to win the finals, named after him. Um, yeah, I, I mean I don't know what else. I mean six championships and six tries. He got the job done when he got there. 
Um, I, I don't know what else there is to say. Other than there was a number 23 the other night for the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler, who almost had one of the most spectacular finishes to a game I've ever seen in a game seven in the Boston Garden and came up just short. Um, yeah, that three-pointer, I the announcers were saying um, maybe he should have taken it to the hole because three-pointers, not, not really his style, not the strength of his game but he was wide open yeah. and that, that would have been a dagger to take the I lead know. with 15 seconds left. They, that would have been the game winner. I, yeah. I'm sure of it. Like the other uh, announcer had said, like you live and die with that. Like you become a hero or you lose. And yep. it just, it is what it is. Like he could have attacked there. He could have drawn the foul. He could have made the layup, whatever happened. He, I mean, honestly, if he takes it to the rim, I think there's like an 80% chance, maybe 90% chance he converts and it's tie game. But I do think in that moment from three point, like I would give more like given his past and ability to be clutch. I think there was a more likelihood for that ball to go in than it not. And so I feel like when you have that chance and you have that much of an open shot to put your team up and possibly propel them into the finals, you got to live and die with that. And that's, that's exactly what, the announcers were kind of saying, and yeah. I kind of reiterate that. It was one of the most cra- crazy comebacks of all time. I thought they were out of it with like a minute and a half left. They were I down was on like the edge 11. Of the entire time. It was insane. And, Kyle and Lowry was, with the strip on defense yeah, in the yeah. post. That was beautiful. <laughs> and the it, Tatum missed a couple layups. Jalen Brown missed the layup. Like they were just rattling off the rim, rolling off. It looked like the Heat were a team of destiny. Yeah. Um Jimmy and I, I, I messed this up originally. This game was in Miami. They were the one seed, but in game six in the Boston garden, he put up one of the best performances I've seen in a playoffs, literally willing his team to win with right. I think a 40 point performance, something like that. 47. Yeah. I, it was incredible. It's crazy. And what, what he was able to do. Um, but yeah, number two selection, Michael Jordan, everybody knows who Michael Jordan is. I think, with Mariano Rivera as number one and Michael Jordan as number two as best closers of all time pretty so good. far is, is a pretty good start. Now I'll head back to you for number three, Beal. I don't really know where you're going to go with this one, so I'm interested. Number three, Tiger Woods. There's not been another athlete to close out as clutch as he has, especially in golf, in the 10-year run that he was just at the top of his game. I, I mean, he broke basically every record that you possibly can. And if he kept going at the rate that he would, I I do think that um, Nicholas record wouldn't still be there with all respect to Jack. But I mean, the, the pace that Tiger was at when he was at the top of his game, I mean, like most people recognized him as one of, or the greatest faces in all of sports. And um, unfortunately he dealt with personal stuff, got injured, but in that time, I don't think you could find a better closer than him. And that's what golf is all about. We kind of touched on that a little bit last week. I know you mentioned like the real question is like, is golf really about the best player or just the most clutch player who can win in the final day or the guy who just doesn't collapse. And like, I think that's true for a lot of things, but tiger was able to just not collapse. And I don't think he really ever did. I mean, if he had, like a lead after Saturday, you could probably bet all your money on Tiger winning because that's just who he was and that's what he did. And that's kind of what golf is all about. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, he is the the aura that he has on a Sunday. That red, that red shirt. Um, yeah. I mean, and his nickname's Tiger. That's so freaking cool. Tiger I mean, Woods. I mean, there's no better name. Than no that. better name. And the intimidation factor he had on everybody else in the golf realm. Even now, if he's in contention on Sunday, even like three years ago at the Masters, you saw guys get a little nervous, and he was just, you know, it's another day, another day on the golf course for me. Like it's he funny because like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just one of a kind one of yeah. the greatest competitors of all time so For i sure. love that pick that is an absolute steal at number three deal but yeah it, it is funny because like the guys that he was playing with i remember on saturday and sunday they were saying like they were so nervous the entire time they're like i don't want to like shank a ball into the woods standing next to tiger like like he just gives that intimidation to professional golfers i don't think anybody has that appeal in sports right now like that legendary status that makes you nervous to stand next to him regardless of who you are like the biggest names in golf were nervous just to be playing with Tiger. And I, I think that's so unique. Um, and I, I'm sure like Jordan has given that feel and uh, Kobe and at times LeBron, but like, I just don't think that there's anybody who's like sitting there feeling like a rookie in the sport, just because they're standing next to the greatest of all time. I, I think that's just a very unique uh, situation and pretty cool, honestly. Yeah, extremely cool, if, if you ask me. Um, now, I, we don't talk about hockey much, no. but with a guy with the nickname The Great One. Okay, we can. I, I think we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> number four selection. I didn't get, I have never watched, I've watched a little bit of Wayne Gretzky highlights, um, but the nickname alone. And he, he holds 15 playoff records. The man has the highest points per game of anyone in the playoffs in NHL history at almost two points a game, which includes goals and assists, um, but sitting at 1.8 per game. Um, yeah, I, he, he's got a Stanley Cup winning goal to top it all off. Four Stanley Cups and... I mean, yeah, he's widely regarded as the greatest, greatest hockey player of all time. So that's who I'm going to take it for. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. How, how about a number five? I top a good 10. I think 10 is a good stopping point. Okay. Okay. Because we could go on for hours and hours, but five yeah. each sounds, sounds good to me. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what route to go with this one, but, um, but I, I feel like, I feel like we might have to go with, and this, this might be reworking the name a little bit, but we're kind of, we're kind of going to clutch, but it happens to be a guy who's just clutch in the final moments of a ton of games. Okay. Um, it's it's Adam Vinatieri. I mean, he single handedly wow. was the last moment in multiple yeah. Super Bowls, and was the last points to swing his team over. And honestly, if you swap him out for somebody who misses some of those kicks, 
like the Patriots aren't winning nearly as many Super Bowls as they did. Um, so, I, I mean, it's it's got to be Vinatieri. He's widely regarded as, as the goat kicker in football, um, one of the clutchest kickers ever. I mean, the clutchest kicker ever. And I would I would classify that as a closer because it's not like his kicks are just clutch in big moments in the Super Bowl in general. They're like, as time is expiring, Vinatieri has been in multiple situations where he's had to make a field goal to win a game or not lose a game. And so it's uh, I got to have Vinatieri there. Wow. That, is that surprising? That way off the radar for me, didn't even cross my mind. And I love the pick. I I mean, I think you just won it right there. You found an absolute diamond in the rough there. You sold me. I mean, he is one of the greatest closers of all time, widely regarded as the greatest place kicker of all time. Um, Really put an emphasis nowadays when you look at Justin Tucker, um, guys like Harrison Butker in the league, um, you just – I mean, it's put an emphasis on the kicking game and how how it can flip a game. Like you have guys that can knock down 50 yarders every time. Yeah, um, yeah it, it really it does. You don't have to worry about field position being flipped all that much if you miss the field goal. So, yeah, that's a great selection at five um, numbers. Are, I mean, maybe this could be another segment, but I think there's a lot of fictional characters that could get a lot of love. We're go. just doing real, real players, right? Oh, okay. I mean, we could go fictional too. I had a fictional one in mind, but go All right, for we'll it. Go go, we'll we'll save each of our fic- fictional characters yeah. for yeah. last. We'll yeah. we'll we'll give that as as an additional for last. Um, go. I have a few that I'll rattle off, but I have one in particular. Um, my numbers, the sixth pick and my third pick is going to be Bill Russell. Um. Not many people associate big men with with clutchness, but this man has 11 championships. Um, I know it was in a league where there there was only, I mean, there wasn't even like 20 teams at times when he was in the league. Um, But he, I mean, the finals MVP award is called the Bill Russell NBA finals most valuable player award. So I, I mean, it's named after him for a reason. So I'm taking him at number six. Um, yeah, that's, I, I'll take him at number six. All right. I like it. Um, I, I, I'm going to go with uh, a pretty clear cut person in mind for me. Um, one of the greatest offensive closers in baseball Uh uh, some call him the walk-off homer king. Some call him Senor October, but I'm going Big Poppy here. Big oh Poppy, Big God. Poppy. You get him. You get him into the ninth inning, up at bat with a chance to tie it up or win the game. He's gonna do it for you. I, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. Hitting 700 in the 2013 World Series, hitting a walk-off home run in game four of the Red Sox versus Yankees, and then continuing to just pepper home runs for the rest of the series. He had two walk-offs in that stretch of four games um, and then went on to the World Series and ended up winning it. And, I mean, what he's done in October is just quite unprecedented, but also just throughout the season. He's a guy who, when you got him up, 
you better be walking him if he has an open base because you don't want to face that man in the ninth inning. No matter what the score is, he's going to put one over the wall or, you know, hit a double or whatever, drive somebody in. Doesn't matter. Big Poppy's there. Big Poppy's going to do it for you. All right. I'm glad bias is unbiased, unbiased opinion. <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad that they made it in, that he made it in here. But number eight, um, you took Adam Vinatieri. I'm going to take one of his longtime teammates here. I'm going to go with Tom Brady. He's got seven Super Bowls. Go. What I mean, I think supplanted wise, some of his early Super Bowls, I mean, he was starting quarterback, obviously. Um, great team around him, great defense. But doing what he's done for how long he's done it and consistency and competitive edge that he has, um, I mean, it's the Tom Brady way or 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 take the highway. I, I, I don't I don't know what else there is to be done for this man to accomplish. We thought he was going to be retired. Now he's going to be back and be going for his eighth Super Bowl. But he's done it now with two different teams. And that Super Bowl against the Falcons just sticks with me. Him being down, what was it, 20, 24 points? They were down 27 to three. And he comes all the way back to win in overtime. One of the greatest games I've ever witnessed. Um, and I don't think nobody, I wasn't rooting for the Patriots to win. I don't think anybody was real unless you were a Boston sports fan. Um, but one of the all time moments in NFL history um, and greatest comebacks of all time, Tom Brady is a phenomenal closer. So he has to be on this list. Yeah. Well, you know, if I'm going to one up you here, cause we're talking closers, right? Yeah. So there's, there's this guy who, uh, given the opportunity no. closed out games against Tom Brady. And if he had the talent of Tom Brady okay. to be in games long <laughs> enough, he probably <laughs> would have had more Super Bowls than Tom Brady. Um, but he didn't have the talent. He was just surely a better closer than Tom Brady. And that's Eli Manning because he beat him yes. twice. Yes. Um, 27 fourth quarter comebacks. He's 14th all time in fourth quarter comebacks. He definitely would be higher again if he was a better quarterback in general. But <laughs> I love Eli Manning. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, uh, unfortunately, the people in front of him, uh, Brett Favre, Philip Rivers, uh, John Elway, Matt Ryan, Dan Marino, Johnny Unitas, Matt Stafford, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning are all really, really, that's, really good. No, no, that's, that's just really good company. That's elite company. That is yeah. elite company. And Eli <laughs> is a part of that. And so I, I want to point him out as a closer because, I mean, these are all quarterbacks who – and I'm all seriousness here. Like, we are talking closers. If we were talking best goats of all time, I wouldn't be super biased and throw out Eli Manning. But I really do think – that when it comes to clutch factor, he might be the clutchest football player ever. Um, those 27 fourth quarter comebacks, I mean, they're within um, a handful of Tom Brady, who is the top of the list. Um, but I mean, these are all guys ahead of him who simply are just in more games than Eli. And given that he has 27, it, he just gave a feel like if the Giants were ever anywhere close, then they were going to win. A lot of times the Giants were not very close. Um, they were not consistently good. They were not consistently putting up winning records like most of the quarterbacks ahead of him. 
Um, and this isn't to trash on Eli, but it's to point out that like, this is a dude who was actually driving comebacks because it just, it wasn't nearly as good of a team as the people in front of him. And so like when you are the sole force of that comeback and doing what he did and doing what he did against Tom Brady uh, on the biggest stage, I don't really know how you could really make a ton of arguments um, about more clutch people in NFL history than Eli Manning. And I do mean that sincerely and an unbiased standpoint. And I feel like you agree with me, but like, I, I, have heard yeah, I set you up will agree with Eli Manning there and yeah. I just needed to one up Tom Brady yeah I I set you up perfectly for that one Eli definitely crossed my mind he was going to be an honorable mention for me um yeah. I'm glad you just went full biased with your last two picks I had to I had to <laughs> I was I was either I'm, gonna go I'm, Eli and then Poppy or Poppy and then Eli and I felt like after going Vinatieri it would be like unjust to just jump to Eli because uh, go from Patriots to Giants and it just felt weird. So I, I threw Poppy in there as like a, a stepping stone for me. That is, yeah. Well, and also because he is senior October and he's awesome. So. Yeah. Okay. Big Poppy is a, yes, phenomenal baseball player. Um, but we really, I mean, we're talking about the greatest closers of all time, right? We mentioned Trevor Hoffman. A little bit. I'm not going with him. We've only had Mariana Rivera, a true closer on this closer list so far. So I'm going to wrap up our top 10 with the name Raleigh Fingers. I This man, I, I just like the name Raleigh for a lot of reasons, but he won back to back to back World Series championships with the Oakland A's from 1972-1974. He's the he's widely regarded as the father of the modern day closer. So he would come in to games as early as the sixth or seventh inning and stay in to close out the game. Uh, back then, they used to pitch guys a lot longer. Um, so, I mean, he was really just a long reliever. Well, a long closer, I guess you could call him. Um, but one of the only closers ever to win a World Series MVP. He did that in 1974. Also adding to the intimidation factor was his handlebar mustache, which just, I mean, yeah, just all time. He also won an AL Cy Young and an AL MVP with the Brewers in 1981, um, and he's a seven-time All-Star. So I'm going to throw him on the list for number 10. Um, That rounds out my list of Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, (laughs) Who did I pick at number six? Bill Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Russell, Tom Brady, and Raleigh Fingers. I like my five versus your five. I love my five. Your five of Mariano Rivera, Tiger Woods, Adam Vinatieri, David Ortiz, and Eli, Eli. Manning. I need to Ram- I need to produce a counter argument to Raleigh. Okay. Bring because, it. Because uh, so And this obviously has to do with longevity, too. And Raleigh Fingers, as you said, overall, probably looks a lot better. But the guy who I have in mind was on Raleigh Fingers' team. Do you know where I'm going here? I don't. Please enlighten me. All right. So this is a guy. He once was a starting pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. 
but became a closer for the Oakland A's. Also had a beautiful mustache. Um, but I'm talking Dennis Eckersley here. Uh, oh, Dennis yes. Eckersley. Okay. Dennis Eckersley. Uh, so I, I went back to Rolly Fingers' stats just because I was curious. Um, Rolly also won an MVP as a reliever. But the I think they're the only two people in MOB history to ever do that. And Denek also won an MVP as a reliever. And I just think that that is absolutely incredible. And so I, I don't really have any reason to say that Denek is better than Raleigh at all. But I think like both of those guys should be considered at the highest uh, point of relievers because it is so unusual to have an MVP let, as a pitcher, let alone. But then also considering an MVP who is a reliever, I, I it's so hard to fathom that in today's MLB. Um, but it like with so many teams going re- reliever by committee and just, you know, like, like the race, like they don't have like one big head honcho guy, but back then, like, I mean, there was a couple of them and when they came around, I mean, really fingers, Denek, like these guys were just absolute hounds in the bullpen and somehow were big enough to win Cy Young's and MVP in the same year. And just, uh, I mean, that, that's incredible. Yeah, that's incredible for me. itself. Like, yeah. And I, I mean, I just think that's awesome. So I wanted to throw that out there because both ace pitchers, both guys who had won an MVP out of the bullpen. Yeah. And, and Mariano also won a World Series MVP um, along with Raleigh. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's great to bring him up. Also with Trevor Hoffman, you have to mention him. He's got 601 saves, um, only yeah. seven shy of Mariano awesome. all time. Awesome. Um, but other names out, I mean, there's fantastic Kobe you can throw out there. Um, there there's guys in every sport that, that you could throw out there. But like, even like Djokovic or Federer, like you, you throw in some tennis players if you wanted to there. Bobby Orr, hockey wise, I, there's names on and on. Um, yeah. And we, we also, there's so many fictional names, fictional names out there. Um, of fictional characters I would like to talk about. I, I, this, I think this could be a completely different segment because there's so many avenues you can go with fictional characters. Um, do you want to leave the audience a teaser here? Um, yeah. For guys who are, who are, who will one guy each who will definitely make that list. Sure. Okay. Um, do you want me to, to lead off? You could go for it. Okay. I think we're going to go the same guy, but go for it. All right. You want to say it on three? Yeah, yeah. One, two, three. Barney Stinson. Wild thing. Wow. Oh, oh. (laughs) There you go. Okay. Barney Stinson, wild thing, both incredible closers. Uh, Someone say the best. More the traditional sports route. I'm glad you went that (laughs) route because that hints into – other other avenues we can go down and i love this as a as a net we follow this up next week with um with our fictional closers of all time barney stinson great greatest wingman phenomenal closer yeah i don't know about wing wingman but no he usually he usually takes you know whatever the bars yeah he tries to wingman and then he ends up (laughs) he ends up not being great he's not not a great wingman but great closer 
nonetheless. Great closer, nonetheless. Yes, you are definitely right about that. Well, I had a blast doing this, Beal. Um, that was a good time. I think we came up with a pretty freaking good list, if you if you ask me. I would agree. So, uh, I concur. I will, or you, whoever's editing this, will make a poll um, as to whose team is bet- better. Just a reminder, my team stands as Michael Jordan, Bill Russell, Wayne Gretzky, Tom Brady, and last but not least, Raleigh Fingers. And my team is comprised of the greatest closer in baseball, Mo. Um, we got Adam Vinatieri, Tiger Woods. Well, I, those are kind of opposite of the order I originally stated them. So, you know, <laughs> Tiger Woods, Adam Vinatieri, uh, David Ortiz, the greatest baseball player ever, and Eli Manning, <laughs> the greatest quarterback who has ever lived because he beat the GOAT twice. Yes, yes, he did. And the GOAT did not beat him in, in a that Super Bowl is, effort. That is right, yep. Never yeah, beat him in tri- the playoffs, and, ever. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. mean, they were never in the same same conference. <laughs> we can overlook but, that, but... Yeah, <laughs> never, never beat him in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Yeah. That's true. Of that's all the them. times that they had met up, couldn't ever yeah. beat him. Never did. Never did. Never lost. All right. Never lost. Well, that does it for us. As always, have a great brunch. Lunner, I ate a ton of food this weekend, um, and I hope you did too. I, food is just great. I, I don't know why the hell I'm going off on this tangent, but enjoy your sunsets and sunrise as always. We love you guys. Um, yeah, Bill, take us out. Yeah, uh, Love you guys, and uh, go Eli. Thank you.